It's the AJ McCall Show after the show. McCall us because, you know, she had to uh, go get some pants. And, well, I mean, in her defense, at least in this part, she was going to be gone for this regardless. She was on vacation. Well, I mean, she could have. She could have at least done an after show. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, maybe. Who's to say? Who knows? Who knows for sure? Anyway, it is McCallus. And is it me or does it feel like Friday? Yes. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. It doesn't help that I forgot about UAE, so I was sort of thinking that what UAE. I had to do... Same thing. What I, <laughs> what I had to do Friday was Friday and not tonight, so... Yeah. AKA fall break. Yes, fall break. I should just say I think that. that's what they're officially calling it now. So instead of UEA weekend, it's now fall break. That makes way more sense. And I think I think the schools, I think they were out Monday too. So they pretty much had school what Tuesday and Wednesday I think and then Ashley said last week or the week before they had parent teacher conferences, so they're normally like what half day Thursday out on Friday? Yeah. No, it's usually I thought well, when I was going, it was half day on Friday, but okay. I, I may be Depends wrong. on what school district. Yeah, it's, that's what a scam. Our school districts were always at night. We didn't get days off because of it. Oh, parent-teacher conference? Yeah. You didn't get a whole day off? No, it? you didn't get any time off. Oh. Yeah, it's always been that way here. I mean, we had fall. We had fall break. I think they did it. They did it because uh, it was more convenient for uh, parents. I mean, it makes because it makes sense because I don't know how they did it where you were. Did they? It's at uh, night. It, well, I mean, is it in every classroom or how does that um, work? Oh, I'm trying to think now. So in high school, if I remember correctly, I think they what they did is we had a big common area, and so a bunch of the teachers would just like set up little desks there. Yeah, that's what they did. And here. then they like the school would mail out like what teachers your kid had. And so you can kind of figure out who you wanted to go meet with, whether it was all of them, whether it was just one class, whatever it is. I think that's how they do it. Yeah, ours ours was in the gym. Right. That makes sense. Big just, area. Just show up in the gym or whatever. But yeah, but yeah. What so a scam. I think, it was, I think you're right. I think it was a half day Thursday and then a full day Friday. I think that's what it's been on our street sheet. Again, what a scam. So wait, that was last week. I think so. Either so that they, or the week before. So they got Friday off, then they got what Monday off again. Oh, I don't yeah, think Columbus they went, Day, right? I don't yeah. think they went to school Monday, and then they got Thursday and Friday off this week. What a scam! We were joking about that because I had a couple friends uh, bragging or not bragging, having a quote unquote <laughs> discussion about getting a bank job so they could get some extra holidays off, some paid holidays off, and McCall let them know that it's not a good idea. Um, but. <laughs> Go back to school and get all these extra days off. Summers totally free. <laughs> Do you know what? I think the easiest way is to become a bus driver because why? Ooh. Yeah, but they have like crazy early hours. I'm saying that as a host of a morning show, but they have like crazy <laughs> early hours. I mean, really, how early? I think they're in pretty like relatively early. I remember my stepmom was considering it way, way, way back when I was a kid. The problem was is that she was the parent that was in charge of dropping us off at school, and she said there was a conflict. She thought she could do it and then um, come back and get us or something. I don't remember. Something like that. And no, you got to be there like super early. I want to say maybe 4.30 the max, like the <laughs> earliest. And I got to deal with a bunch of kids? Pass. I've, I mean, you could be the mean bus driver. <laughs> like, shut up. 
They, do you know what? Uh, one of them, uh, like assigned to seats. Yeah, I I rode a bus I think twice in my schooling career, and one time was assigned seats. Wait, you only rode a bus twice? Yeah, I didn't even have a route. It was like a handful of times max. What'd you do? Walk? No, we always lived close enough that we got a we got a ride. Huh? No, no, spoiled. That's the best. Yeah, I think here if you're like within a mile of the school, you have to walk, but um. Yeah, mostly most of mine here has been bus. Like you have to ride the bus. <laughs> my mom got in trouble when because uh, my dad didn't win custody of my brother and I until I was in sixth or seventh grade, I think. My mom used to get in trouble because uh, I and my brother used to be tardy all the time, and so it was a bad look for her because we would just lollygag or waste our time or any of that stuff. I remember I was taking summer school. In elementary school, they had these like programs you could take, and they were not, they were like fun things. Like, I took an aquarium class or something like that, and we learned about sea animals. But I was always late to the class because um, it was later in the day because of summer classes. So I had to walk because I lived like two blocks from the school, and I was always late because I just never got going. <laughs> um, speaking of being tardy, I, I don't know, is the bus driver not going to call out who it is? <laughs> But literally, I always I always kept most of my books in my backpack because I just didn't want to go to my locker because it was so far out of the way. Right. But I literally would get off the bus, walk into the school, and walk into the classroom and be tardy. <laughs> and then I would, like, this teacher hated me. Like, literally hated me. What? And I don't know why. I don't know if she's just, like, what thought you, I was up to mischievous what, things. What are you going to do? Like... So she marked me tardy all the time. So I had to go to the counselor and be like, explain what was going on. They get it rectified? They yeah, not believe they, you. They wouldn't get rid of the tardies that I had, but they talked to the bus driver. And then what was funny is like the next day, so I went out earlier because I kind of figured it was going to happen. Literally, there was like maybe 50% of the people were <laughs> not on the bus. <laughs> Oops. That's, my bad. That's, that's a. That's a. But you know what? That pisses me joke. off. It's not my. You know, I yeah, should be able to get no off the bus. You have no control over it. No, but they wouldn't get rid of the tar. You know, I could ca- have my uh, parents call in. You know, and and excuse the tardy or whatever. But it's it's ridiculous. I should be able to like at least get off the bus, go to my locker, oh, you, you should, know, yeah. and then be able to go to the classroom. Not I, I, I have to like rush to make it in. Like I didn't even hear the first bell. I wouldn't even run. But like, bus was Sometimes late. Sometimes not even the second bell. I I think you're supposed to snow be days. To... <laughs> snow days were even worse because you know they had actually excused that because you know the bus actually was there like really late. <laughs> As I say, I I think you should have enough time to get there. I, I didn't take the bus, but you should have enough time to get there and you know go to your locker and have a couple minutes maybe to swing by the cafeteria if you want to grab some breakfast or something. No, I agree. Wow, that's that's so, a scam. As soon job. as I got my license, I never rode the bus again. Yeah, I didn't do that in high school. My brother had his, I think. Hold on. So he graduated two thousand eleven, which means he would have turned eighteen that January. So he would have been sixteen in oh nine. So I think his junior and senior year, I think he drove himself. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have I didn't get my license until I went to college. Yeah. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> Laziness wins. I couldn't do it. Oh, if I went back, it's one of the things I think I would go back and be like, yeah, just get your license. Just just come on. Okay. So they don't do driver's eds in, in your school then? Uh, they have a program, I think, that's kind of tied to our school, but it's not 
through our school, if that makes sense. Okay, because when I was going through, it was with the school, like you, it was a class. Like. I probably would have, yeah. Then, then I would have. Well, see, this is one of the biggest things. I know, like we sort of talked about this earlier on the show because McCall always gives the answer, which I know is a reasonable answer, but I always give her crap about it. But she's like, I would never change anything in my past because it could possibly change my present. So yeah, it's kind of to me, it's a cop out answer. But one of the things I would change is the downside of being. Um, a child of divorced parents is that they split custody. And so um, summer school was a good way. Was a, everybody took it if you could because you'd get out the uh, non the ridiculous classes nobody really wanted to take, and then you could free up because you could take two classes, either uh, you, a year's worth of classes, either one year of something or two semesters of two different things. And so that's one of the things I always – hated when I was in high school because I spent half the summer with my mom so I couldn't take summer school and so like freshman year you took it was um gym and typing sophomore year you took gym and health junior year it was U.S. history and senior year it was um uh gov and econ were the classes you would take because they were requirements and so you get them out of the way and so I couldn't take those and then one of the things I would probably not because I took honors class didn't offer it but our school offered what they called morning math. So way my high school worked is there was block scheduling. So you had hour and a half classes, four of them, um, one day, and then you rotate. So it was red days and black days. So you had eight total classes through a semester. But you could take morning math, and what would happen is you have to show up at 7. So 7 to 7.50 every day, Monday through Friday, you could take that, and it would open up another block. I wouldn't do that, but if I could have taken summer school, it's so cool because I would have opened up so many more more, much more space to take things I was much more interested in. That's one of the big changes I would make on top of getting my driver's license when I turned 16. Hmm. Yeah, because here you really don't have very much uh, room for electives because of seminary. Right. That, that to me kind of sucks. No offense to your religion because it doesn't really have to do with your religion, but to me, like part of the high school thing is you, you got to take your basic ones, especially if you want to continue education. I get that, but like part of the point of high school is to, in a much less challenging atmosphere, be able to find some things that you like. Like I had a friend that took a bunch of engineering classes. My brother took a bunch of medical classes. I did music. I did radio and TV and newspaper. You I know, mean, you still can, you can still do it. But more electives. I, I mean, more you could graduate. Electives. Technically, you could graduate early if you didn't take seminary. Like way early. I thought about. I wrote an article. Uh, for my school newspaper my senior year, and I interviewed a, a bunch of kids that were graduating early and asked them about it, and I I, t- I don't think I would want to. I think it would suck. Yeah, it wouldn't bother me. I think you have all that free time, but then everybody's still going to school, and my parents would be like, get a job, you loser. I already had a job. And see, I, that's, yeah, I didn't work through high school. I was working here. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Butters came out of the womb and was on VFX. Eh, well, I mean, but that was part. Yeah, I, I was like fresh into high school when I started here. Okay, <laughs> I guess high school here, not well. I guess when I was going to school, you know, because uh, high school was at ninth grade, ninth grade, not eight. Yeah, no, tenth. Hey, high school, <laughs> tenth grade. Sorry. See, and that's the other thing. Uh, one of the things I think I would change about high school for myself too is I wish, and this I don't think I could go back and be like, yeah, I got this. But I wish I had a little bit more drive because for me, high school was easy. And so I blew a lot of it off. 
But like I liked radio and I liked newspaper and there were probably opportunities to do something similar to what you did or at least intern and try and find some of that stuff. And then, you know, maybe I would have hated it and who knows, I never would have been, you know, AJ Knight on VFX. But I, I think there were some more opportunities there to find some cool stuff to do. Yeah, probably. Because like my and I think I think it would have been I'm not gonna say easy, but more obtainable because the reason I got my college radio job was because the high school radio program that I was part of had such a good reputation that they're like, oh yeah, we'll do a short little interview, make sure you're not crazy or whatever, and, and then and no, I'm not crazy, <laughs> but it's but the program spoke for itself, and so they're like, yeah, you're hired, and so I think it would have been the same thing if I would have tried to intern in, um, in town. Just saying. Just saying. But so, yeah. are, so are there are there radio stations in your town like that are not part of like high school, college, or anything like that? Yes, there are two competing clusters. Oh, well, it's good to have competition. Yes, <laughs> yes. My, how do I describe this? The station that I worked on was the top forty station. That one's Heritage, and then there's a country station that's in the other cluster that's Heritage. And then so did I, those two compete all the time? Yeah, they were there. They always fight back and forth to see who's going to be number one and number two in ratings. Um, and then I would say there's probably I think one of the rock stations and the other clusters probably fairly heritage. But my station was always my cluster was always kind of a train wreck because <laughs> it was it was. I, I'll take you behind the scenes in radio because like when I when I interned. So I I got the I went to college, I was working um, at a retail store, stupid store. Went out of business. Couldn't have happened to a nicer owner. Um, and then I got the I was doing NPR at college, and I got that, and I was able to turn that the following fall. My so my fall my sophomore year of college into my internship. So when I interned that first year, they had a massive staff. They had a morning show that had two people on the top forty station. They had an afternoon show that had two people on the top forty station. They had uh, three staff members for the rock station. They had um, only one station. One no, they didn't have a staff member for a Bob station, which is a, it's a jukebox kind of station, sort of. And they had a couple other part timers and a couple other voice people. They had full staff. I come back the next year to do the same internship, and the morning show is a solo show. Uh, several of the other voices on the top forty rock station are gone. They have not replaced them. And I'm like, what? What happened? Little did I know that's basically radio in small markets. And so then, and it never stopped. Basically what happened, to give you a long story short without getting really too technical, is they'd hire, once they had massive uh, losses like that, so when you have that, they brought in a few people. But then what happened is uh, when I finally got hired on, I think we had seven, eight programmers. And then what happened, it never got past that again. People left and then people who cared picked up the slack because they cared and wanted to do a good job and so then management sees that and I don't I didn't talk to them directly it sounds like a good way to get fired but it's pretty obvious that management's like oh yeah nothing's nothing nothing suffered we're making more money cuz we have salaries let's just leave it this way and that's how it went so it wasn't under new management then like no, new owners nothing no 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 no, no, no. So it's the same it, owners just figured it out it worked that- it worked down to the point where um, we had three stations, three FM stations, and we had four programming, four in programming. Huh. Because the three program directors did the morning show, 
And then I did on top 40, I did nights on classic hits. I did, oh no, excuse me. On the Bob station, he did he did uh, midday and afternoons. He did a request show and he did afternoons. He did live afternoon. I that I did mornings. On the country station, I did afternoons, and on the top forty station, I did nights. And there were three Hence, programmers. AJ Knight. All over the place. There <laughs> were three, actually it's an homage to the first guy that hired me. Oh. Um, but there are three. There were three program directors, one voice tracker for the top forty station, and that was it. That was our whole programming department for three FM stations. For and not only that, it was three. That was the only programming we had for a a cluster, a cluster that billed, I think, about two million dollars in advertising a year. But man, we could afford to get a couple more people in the building, couldn't we? No, no, we couldn't. Yay. Well, I guess we've learned that you have to become an owner. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ironic thing is, is for everything to make sense. I have two two beliefs when it comes to working. One is, and I think ev- hard. everybody's raised. You're sp- if you work hard and you're good at your job, you should be rewarded with promotions and raises. That's what, one. What's that? Exactly. Two. Uh, the second one is is the best thing you can do in your company is to make yourself invaluable, and you do that by taking on as many responsibilities as possible and learning as much as you can, right? Because you become kind of a Swiss Army knife. Check. Problem is, is that <laughs> when you do two, you don't always get one. Yep. And when you do two, it just means, oh, he's got it. Fine. Or she's got it. You got it. We don't need to hire any more help or anybody to take over whatever you picked up. And that's what is really, those are the two beliefs I've raised, I'm raised with and still choose to believe that have not necessarily panned out correctly. And it's frustrating. It's probably going to lean more on the second side of that, but yeah. Yes. Well, they they say and they it's say probably going to be everywhere. To be honest with you, I think a lot of places. But they say if you work in a creative field, the worst thing you can do is take on too much responsibility. So, being in radio, if you want the best radio show possible, what you should really do—and this is not like trying to be lazy, because I know everybody, oh, yeah, you're trying to be lazy—but what you should really do is give them the least amount of responsibilities, because it is scientifically, statistically, it has been absolutely proven that the less focus your brain has on other things, the more creative it is. No, it makes sense because then you you have well, I'm not saying free time, but you have more time to have things to talk about. Yeah, because you, you're experiencing life. That was my big complaint in in uh, New Mexico. But really, that should be for everybody. I agree. No, again, none of none of the things that I said in the last like four minutes really don't only apply to radio. They apply to everybody. Yeah. I mean, that was my big complaint. Uh, I just you know, in radio, we live our lives on air. That was my big complaint in New Mexico. I'm working sixty hours a week, and they're like. And seven, seven, mostly seven, usually at least six of the seven days a week. And like, be local, be local, go experience stuff. And I'm like, when? I'm in the building all the time. And then when I go home, I mean, when I leave, I want to go home. Yeah, and I want to relax, eat, and sleep. And then rinse, repeat. And be local, <laughs> be local, talk about stuff you've seen. But I saw lights on the road today, and they weren't there yesterday. The lights out in the building... And, and and that doesn't that suck? Let's talk about like, and that's the thing. That's one of the when I came here, my big focus What's was that thing in the sky. <laughs> I <laughs> my big focus when I came here is I wanted to find more time for myself, and that's why I like traveling. And I've been lucky that this place gives me opportunity to actually experience stuff, so I can go out and be like, all right, did anybody see the moron parked at the Walmart parking lot that was just across ten spots? What are you doing? Are the ones that park in front of Planet Fitness? I think I should be absolutely allowed to break at least one taillight so they have to answer questions to a cop at some point. Or a cop give them an actual ticket. Or that. 
I guess I should. They're not at the vehicles. So I don't see it. <laughs> They're busy serving and protecting. Yeah. <laughs> Getting in shape. Yeah, exactly. They're at Planet Fitness too, working yep. on their fitness. Yep. You're my witness. Ooh wee. <laughs> <laughs> and on that fergalicious note, this has been the AJ McCall show. After the show.